Welcome to episode 32 of Tall Poppy. I'm your host, Taffer Street. Well, actually, this is a very different kind of episode. We turn the tables a bit. Matt Karowski from episode 20 interviews me. The original plan was that this would be the first episode back after the break, but it's the second. We talk about what I've learned from doing the podcast. What themes have come from 30 weeks of interviews with a wide range of people doing various things that diverge from the traditional path of leadership? I talk about the struggle to get Top Poppy into existence, what stopped me, and what got me going. I make reference to a lot of interviews that I've done in the previous 30 weeks. We recorded this at the end of May at the start of the break, and you can find the links to these episodes in the show notes. The why of the podcast looks quite different from episode one. And I get real about why I ask the tall poppy question at the end of each interview and what it is about the voices I want to amplify in this podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Well, hello, listeners, and welcome to our special season two <laughs> um, episode of Tall Poppy. I'm your, I'm your guest interviewer today, uh, Matt Korowski, and I'm here interviewing uh, the very famous, very well-known Tathra Street. Hello, Tathra. Hello, thanks for having me. <laughs> it's a pleasure to welcome you to your own, <laughs> to your own podcast. Great, I love it. <laughs> so in this particular short episode, what we're hoping to do is be able to get a little bit of an understanding of, well, what you've been through over the last 30 weeks, who you've spoken to is all there on the, uh, on the blog and all that sort of thing. Um, however, we thought it might be, we got together, this is some time ago now actually, mm. where we thought, wouldn't it be fun to actually just interview you? And um, and find out how you've been going through this uh, this p- process. And here we are. We finally done it. Yeah. Well, it's been quite a fascinating journey, and to have the opportunity to talk about it is kind of exciting to me, actually. So I love that you suggested it. And yeah, I think this will be really interesting. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> so as a little bit of structure, we made a promise to ourselves to keep it relatively shortish. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to start off with a little bit of an understanding of Tall Poppy as an origin story. That'll take the first little while. Then I thought it might be fun. Um, talking about some learnings like Mm. you've been in a unique space over the past 30 weeks that you've been doing this podcast to be able to talk to a whole bunch of people from a whole bunch of different industries with like infinitely different experiences Mm. uh, on topics which uh, at the very least sort of focus upon ideas of leadership in space. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've kind of veered in different tangents, um, but it all brings it back to leadership at, at the essence and the shift of the, the current paradigm around leadership. Yeah. Yeah. So this is putting you in a really nice position to be able to sort of share some thoughts mm. uh, around how it is that you're interpreting this space mm. now as well. Yeah. As an emerging sort of like well, <laughs> expert interviewer and perhaps <laughs> expert yourself. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, well, uh, without any further ado, how about we get into it? Sure. Now, so we've had our chicken lunch. Mm-hmm. We've enjoyed some nice kombucha. Yeah, sure and have. you started telling um, Emma, my wife, about uh, the origins of Tall Poppy, and I wanted you to stop because it's like now is a chance for you to yeah. do that. Well, um, so uh, what I was talking about at that point was the name, but um, the the origin of the podcast itself, it had been kind of in my mind um, for a few years. A friend of mine. Um, was encouraging me to do it. She's like, "Oh, I can do the the sound editing and stuff." And and I just it was still in idea stage for for a very long time. And then when I uh, did the um, KPI, the Key Person of Influence, forty week program, one of the 
key, um, well, they've got the five Ps. Um, one of them is, is profile, another is publish. And uh, a, there's a number of people in the KPI community that are um, bringing those together in the form of a podcast. Mm-hmm. And perhaps podcasts should be one of the Ps. Um <laughs> And so through learning about the, you know, not just the importance of increasing your profile to have um, you be reflected in your industry as a key person of influence, um, but a little bit of the how and, and podcasting being one of those ways, um, <clears throat> I kind of played with the idea for um, a little while. Um, and, and then in the publishing section, it was talking about, you know, publishing can be any range of different types of thing. It can be writing a book. It can be writing a blog. It can be a TV show. It can be um, audio. So it could be podcasting. And, and I thought, oh, yeah, I've been wanting to do a podcast. <laughs> and so through the the energy around the learning in the, the program, I thought, okay, who am I going to interview? I'm going to make a list. Here's the people I want to interview. And I came up with four people that I knew I could ask, um, that I wanted to ask. And miraculously each of them said yes yeah and that got me very um kind of you know it it added to the energy around it and i interviewed them in may of that year and which is last year last year yes it was may last year oh my god that was exactly a year ago wow right so it really (laughs) yeah it really was um yeah interesting so i i did those three interviews in probably a period of a maybe four to eight weeks maybe six i'm not sure um just to sort of see how it felt no no with the full intention of this is going to be the launch of my podcast wow okay and then i did a duna dive for about three four or five months what is that a duna dive Mm. well it's an australian term for uh basically diving under the covers and um not doing anything and just staying (laughs) very comfortably in your bed okay so in that one sentence, you just managed to say that you were determined that this was going to be the launch of your podcast, and the very next thing you did was hit. Yeah, one yeah. Book. So I got, I, and what I can see is I got confronted. Mm. I was terrified that this might actually go somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So I was, I was afraid of my own success, and I was afraid that you know, oh my god, people are saying yes to me. What's that? that oh, you know, I, I just kind of got quite stopped and stuck, and. Um, and kept feeling, you know, worse and worse that I hadn't gotten back to these people saying, yes, this is when your podcast is go- interview is going to go live. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, they were all very um, understanding. And when it finally did go ahead, they were great. And, um, and you know, sadly, the, the sound quality in those four interviews isn't fantastic. Oh, the three out of the four of them weren't great. Um, one of them was in per- person, the one with Jan Owen. Um, which is, you know, pretty much the same setup as we've got here. Mm. Uh, one of them ended up being, I put I had it on like loudspeaker and on my phone because he was supposed to be able to meet me. That changed. And so I was just like, I'm just going to put you on loudspeaker and record it into Evernote. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that that wasn't the best option. And yeah, anyways, the, the sound quality was terrible. But um, <laughs> but the content was great. And I, I, I was trying to figure out ways to... Um, you know, address that and, and listening to other podcasts, which was actually another thing that had me go, oh my God, I was comparing myself mm. and, and uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember who it was that said, run your own race. I think it was Alicia Darvall um, from B-Labs um, in her tall poppy advice. She said, you know, don't compare yourself to other people, run your own race and don't let 
you know, what other people are doing be the thing that stops you. And then that's exactly pretty much what was happening. Um, Cause I was listening to Tim Ferriss and I was listening to, um, wow. you know, and especially I remember his conversation with uh, Seth Godin and just, you know, I mean, it was a long conversation, but I loved it. It was, mm. it was a great, great interview. And um, yeah, just comparing myself and kind of going, I can't do that. What if people don't like the sound of my voice? What if no one listens? And I just had all these <laughs> stupid things going on in my head. But I think a lot of us struggle with that. And that's one of the reasons why I asked the tall poppy question at, at the end of all my interviews is so, because I know I had that myself. Mm. I had the reluctance, the internal, the external. I had all my, you know, reasons why not. Um, what do you think was what, what got you out of that? Like, is it guilt or was it? Uh, no, I tend not to act on guilt. Um, I tend to be paralyzed by it more than anything. But, but <laughs> so what got me out of it was I, uh, as part of the KPI program, I have uh, a buddy. Um, mm. And uh, so, you know, each week we would talk and, and I would say, you know, what I hadn't done pretty much, <laughs> especially right. after the program had finished. Um, and I kept setting different, you know, I had set timelines for myself as to when Top Poppy would launch and I had my whole plan. And, and, and part of the reason I wanted to, to do it um, was so that I could get a little bit more exposure for, um, well, I wanted to do a, a crowdfunding campaign for my book. Mm. Because I had written the book in in the program and I hadn't published it yet, and I needed to raise money to do that, or so I thought. And um, so I thought, okay, well, this will be a great way for me to recognize, and I'm probably a bit limited in terms of my own network, and this might help get get this more into the the hands or ears of um, my potential readers. Um, and I thought that would be a good thing, but it just kind of didn't eventuate and I've got you know earlier episodes that are all like you know if you were one of the people who you know contributed to crowdfunding my book thank you in advance kind of thing and mm. and you know here I am I still haven't haven't done that and honestly part of the reason is because I do my podcast every week and I don't have time to do which is why you know um people will be listening to this in, in um, July and afterwards but in June off, opted to take time off um, partly because I'm moving house but also so I could get a bit of a um you know, just a bit of space to look at things differently and to uh, give a, get a, a bit of time for people to give me some feedback. Uh, I've got a listener survey um, that uh, hopefully by the time this airs, I will have lots of great responses and be able to have the, the future of the program be um, listener-oriented. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the things that you touched upon there that, that I've been thinking about a lot and, and acting upon a lot recently is uh, the idea of energy and activities versus energy out activities. So, it, what, when you mentioned there about uh, the book versus the podcast, um, I, I immediately go to this place in my head now where I'm asking, is it because the book is an energy out thing for you? It's being, it's an externally perhaps an externally driven thing as well, uh, which is, mm. you know, uh, something which you've told or rationalized. I don't know. This is taking a bit off topic. Yeah, but, no, um, it's, 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 you're pretty much spot on there. Like, I feel like I, uh, I wrote the book based on, I, and it's not the book I thought I was going to write. And mm. so it's partly because of that, but I also have had a lot of, um, you know, who am I to write this book? Yeah. And, um, and I also, actually, as a result of interviews with people like Mark Crowley and um, Josh Spodek, I have gotten a, a much more, um, I feel like maybe now is the time for my book. Mm -hmm. um, and there's been other things that have happened in the world that have me going, okay, yeah, I feel like I do need to get this going. And I, I know that there isn't a lot of work that needs to be done to get it to the point where I can just put it 
you know, up online and, and have people access it that mm. way instead of trying to, you know, raise the funds to get it printed. Um, but so it's kind of like you, um, you, you found through a bunch of circumstances internally and external to yourself reasons why it's important and exciting for you to bring the book forward. Yeah, I still think it's relevant. I still think it's useful. Um, and, you know, I, I've stopped beating myself up about the timing and I, you know, I really wanted to have published it within a year mm. um, and that didn't happen and that's okay. Um, and I sort of, you know, still have kind of goals around, you know, I would love to have it published by my birthday this year. Um, I just realized I haven't actually finished the story of actually starting it. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go back to that. So my my buddy, in my KPI buddy was encouraging me and he said, okay, what's the thing that you need to do to get this happening? And I said, I need to get a sound editor. Mm. And I knew that there was the We Are Podcast group on Facebook that I could ask the question on. So I did. And someone uh, from there introduced me to the po- the sound tech that I use now, mm-hmm. who's amazing. And um, he has this incredible setup that it basically allows for me to very easily upload um, the, the the information. And it just it, it's a great system. I absolutely love it. That made it really easy for mm. me to actually do it. He just said, you know, here's all the things you need to do. This is how you get it on iTunes. This is how you get it on Stitcher. Um, and and so in November of, the, of uh, 2017, is that right? Yeah. Um, I, I managed to actually get those first few episodes. Oh, 2016. Up. 2016? Yeah. In, yeah. Mean, 17, I, 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 in a bit of a time warp, especially after talking to or listening to um, <laughs> uh, Eddie Heron and Dr. Time. I've, I've, I'm what like, is time? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yes, the, this past uh, November, November mm. I, um, I uploaded the first three, including my own um, sort of the, the very first, uh, very short, you know, this is what this is. Um, and, and then from there, yeah, it, it's every week I've, I've been feeding this dragon, but, but, it, <laughs> but in terms of like you were talking before about the, the energy activities, mm. it is one of the activities in my life that gives me the most energy. Mm. I love having these conversations. I love asking the, the big questions. What is time? Um, you know, what is leadership and, and what does leadership mean to you now that it didn't used to be, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff that just, just it has fueled me in ways that I just never imagined it would. So to, to step back from it and to, to potentially, you know, decrease the frequency is a bit like, oh, feeling a bit, uh, I'm not disappointed. If, like there's some reluctance. Something? Are you sacrificing something? Or well, it- yeah, I don't know. And, and look, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely keen to, to see if there are options around, um, Funding it in different ways. I've been looking at um, Patreon. I got uh, something about Steam it uh, uh, the other day that, you know, just looking at various mm. ways to, um, instead of it being self-funding, that, that it would, uh, you know, and, and this is one of the things that, that KPI is very much about is that you you are able to um, sell stuff through it. And that hasn't been my focus. Initially it was with my book potentially, but that's changed. And, um, I don't really talk about, you know, the, the, the work that I do. I mean, at the moment I'm, I'm doing, um, you know, some part-time work in a very, um, fulfilling project, which I have had, uh, three, um, podcast guests on 
through my connection with with um, the the Enterprising Wyndham program. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't, you know, it hasn't been a priority to use the podcast as a platform to um, grow you to grow my business. Yeah, business. yeah. I mean, yeah. I think I'm growing my brand and my profile for sure. Um, and perhaps down the track, I will talk more about um, my product. But I've also, um, in stepping back from, uh, you know, going full throttle with my business, I've been able to really see it in a different light. And I've been able to reflect on um, what worked and what didn't. And to... Um, in the podcast, do you mean? Or in no, no, no. It's separate from the podcast. Yeah. Um, although, the, you know, the podcast has allowed me to sort of continue asking those questions in different ways and shed light on on my work as well and to validate it on... In, in a lot of ways. Mm. Um, but it's also giving me the space to say, you know, look at, well, yeah, what is the work that I like to do and what, uh, you know, do I really want to do um, work with, you know, this particular cohort or, or do I want to just maybe be a philosopher and advocate for a particular paradigm shift in leadership? I don't know. Um, but having the space to do that has been brilliant. And, um, but yeah, who knows what the future holds? It will. It, it, things are definitely going to change, but um, don't know what that necessarily is going to look like. But it's been an amazing journey to go from actually launching this thing in November, and then realizing, realizing, yeah, I need to, I need to feed this every week because I had set that in the, initially. Um, but also, you know, I don't, I don't operate out of obligation. Um, a lot, and so I recognize that I need to, you know, adjust things to make them work for me. Is is also one of the lessons we had from Josh Spodek from um, uh, two episodes ago at this point, which I think was episode twenty nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways. Yep. Yeah. Right. Do you mean around the discipline of making things work for you? So yeah. he started um, a daily practice of cold showers, and um, and then to to make it work for him. Um, he started to do them every four days instead. Mm. So instead of it being like, he's like, I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing this for me. So I'm going to do it in a way that works for me. Yeah. Um, so, and then that's what I'm doing with, with the podcast as well. I'm, I'm stepping back to, um, to do what works for me, but also to get the feedback so that I can do what, um, what works for the listener and trying to bring those two things together. Yeah. It's a, it's a fascinating uh, fascinating area of life how it is that we choose to revere certain goals or obligations and stuff and um, you know creating a target or a behaviour once and expecting yourself to hit that I admire people who have the capability of doing that I also admire people who change that rhythm because it makes sense for some some other outcome mm, yeah um, and one of one of my favorite things to, to to think on and talk to people about is why they're um, why they're pursuing uh, the why they aren't pursuing the unquestioned answers of their own behaviors in life and stuff. And, um, yeah. So it sounds to me like this reevaluation with you is about that too. It's like, let's not assume that anything is a blanket, any solution for anybody. Let's, uh, let's see how we can sort of tweak it and, you know, set out, set our own hair on fire. Uh, <laughs> well, and that's been a big theme for me in that I, I don't like doing the same thing for long periods of time. Mm. Um, and discipline for me has not been, uh, theme in my life so the the discipline of doing this every week has been honestly a bit of a departure from how I normally am and it's it's kind of <laughs> helped me grow in some ways it's also telling as well of you know some sort of deep satisfaction mm. that you get out of doing it right? absolutely yeah proof, that's proof right there for the listeners <laughs> yeah well and and the fact that this is has definitely gone beyond me when I saw Germany and Japan surpass Canada in the number of total downloads 
I was like, where do these people come from? Obviously, they're in Japan and Germany, but but I mean, like, you know, <laughs> how how is it that they're connecting to this stuff? Because I don't really have connections in those countries. I have strong connections to Canada because I lived there for 25 years. Mm. So at that point, I was like, wow, something beyond me that is resonating here. Mm. And that had me kind of going, wow, okay, there uh, must be onto something. <laughs> and now, you know, it's, for a long time, I only had one, um, uh, one review. And, and, and as of you know, today, we've got three, which is very exciting. And hopefully, cool. you know, that'll grow as well. But yeah. so yeah, I'm starting small. And I think if I compare myself to the, those who, you know, I mean, when I interviewed David Burkus, he's someone who, you know, Radio Free Leader is his podcast, and he's got hundreds of episodes. And, and you know, he's a professor at a university and and you know to compare myself to him and to interview him i had to get over a lot of my own shit to be like <laughs> no, no no i'm running my own race i'm being where i'm at i'm starting where i am and i'm building and now i have 30 episodes and that's awesome i'm stoked about that yeah hmm. <laughs> i think it's wonderful um the 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 running your own race thing is something that that i learned when i was learning to ride a motorcycle you know they, they sort of say you know you're on your own ride, even if with, you're with a group of people. If you start looking at what other people are doing, that's when accidents happen. Absolutely. In life. Yeah. And so when you're motorcycling, so that's that's where I approach that metaphor from um, as well. And uh, in that too, it takes a tremendous amount of reflection and um, and self-determination to begin to ask whose race am I running where and when, you know, so that's a, that's a, that's a long process in its own right to sort mm. of say, what are the, what are the things which I choose to do, uh, which are on my end terms and what are the things which I choose to do, which somebody else has told me, mm. you know, and mm -hmm. that's okay either way, as long as I'm clear on that. So big, big times. It's a, I, I love talking about this stuff, but I know it's not the point of this podcast. So <laughs> I'm steering away a little bit. That's all right. On point for this podcast, though, moving on to the next section, we're going to talk a little bit about learnings to wrap things up. So you've had, and I, I love saying this, you've had the opportunity to, over the last year, interview 30 people. I humbly, which I'm one. Um, but uh, over that time, you've, with this uh, particular and peculiar interest that you have in um, in leadership and in the human-centered you know, uh, uh, pursuits, etc., which you've been uh, involved in for some time now, You've spoken to a whole bunch of different people, like really, really exciting, massively diverse range of people. We're not talking about just like a single industry vertical here. We're not talking about any kind of specific demographic apart from those which sort of sit somewhere within your aspiration zone of people that you wish to talk to or your own network as well. Well, for me, it's been about highlighting the new voices of leadership. Great. So it's about being able to... Um, glom onto a particular aspect of what people are doing and recognizing it as divergent from the traditional path of leadership. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, everyone from um, young people starting a business to mentors to CEOs to, um, you know, people who are have recently started a business and have gone really incredibly well. People looking at things like, um, you know, productivity, the future, all that kind of stuff. And that's been... Um, it's just been such a fascinating journey. I've loved, loved having these conversations. Mm. And um, I've gotten a lot of, I think, validation from people about, I think, especially in terms of, you know, the book that I've written and um, the the path that I'm on as far as being able to, to highlight that voice. Like, I know that there's a lot of voices out there. Mm. And so, you know, when I was looking at doing this podcast, uh, Glenn Carlson, who uh, runs KPI, he was saying there's tons of, 
podcasts on leadership. So what's going to make yours different? If it's about this new paradigm of leadership, maybe it's about tapping into some of the voices that already exist. And I was like, yes, it's not all about me. I don't want it to be all about me. I want it to be about this many voices. Mm. And I love interviewing people. That's it's um, something. Yeah, I don't know. There's just there's uh, there's been a a lot of joy that's come out of it. So I've been yeah, and I've I have I've learned a lot. There's been uh, you know there's been times like I was saying about this before. I had one particular interview where afterwards I was thinking, ah, oh, do I edit this bit out? Do I? Uh, it was when I was talking to Mark Crowley, and I asked the question about, can you tell me about the stuff around, not the heart math stuff, but the cardiology stuff? And I think what he heard was, he didn't hear heart math, he just heard heart. Mm. And so he thought I was saying, tell me about the heart stuff, not the cardiology stuff. And, and so he proceeded to say that, you know, cardiology is about the heart. And I'm thinking, well, I know that. But I chose not to say that. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, okay, what's important here is me being right and making sure people know that I, I do know that distinction? Mm. Or is it the point for him to, to talk about his experience with this particular cardiologist? Because he and I had talked about it prior to a pressing record, so I really wanted to make sure that came through. Mm. Um, and then afterwards, I just noticed myself kind of being uncomfortable about it and going, Ugh, am I going to sound like an idiot? And I was like, you know what? And and interestingly enough, some of the the feedback I've had is, you know, people want the raw, real, authentic. They don't want the polished, ultra edited. Yes, I do editing. Yes, I take out the ums and ahs. Not always, um, but I've I've learned a lot of of what's what's important and where where to take a particular conversation such that the key points. Get, come to the surface. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think if there was another one around that. One of the things that while you're thinking about that, that, uh, that particularly interests me is that through the breadth of people that you've interviewed, etc., has it pro provoked within you a certain new area that you wish to explore in life, the world, the universe? Well, definitely the futurist stuff. I mean, I had identified as a futurist before, but never really stepped into it. But now I feel like it's the thing I'm, I'm currently passionate about. And again, a little bit reluctant to say this is the thing because it might be something different tomorrow. Because <laughs> um, I, I do have a big um, drive to bring human centricity and, you know, the future, especially from a technology perspective together. And I'm like, questioning is that my work to do i don't know um i know that a lot of the the skills that i talk about in my book are very much about in enabling people to step into that human centricity mm -hmm. uh and to make sure that the when they're working with people that it is about you know the relationships and the connection and, and feeling safe and and the the courage and strength in being vulnerable and that that sort of thing and uh, and that's why it was really exciting for me to talk to Didier Elzinger uh, from Culture App because the very first principle of that their business is have the courage to be vulnerable mm. and so that's what had me you know go up and say to him. I'm going to have the courage to be vulnerable now and ask you to be on my podcast. And he was very gracious and, and agreed. And a few months later I was interviewing him and that was, that was, you know, <laughs> and, and to actually really tease out the experience of having these amazing uh, principles and values in a, in a business that's really walking the talk from, from what I can see anyways. Mm. And, and yeah, I really admire his leadership and the principles that I think are most important. Uh, and, and I guess, yeah, to answer your question, this is 
these are the themes that are that are becoming really clear relationships connection safety what i call integrated intelligence so bringing in uh, not just our cerebral intelligence but our heart emotional intelligence our gut uh, intuitive intelligence sometimes there's somatic intelligence spiritual intelligence like there's just such a, a range you know talking to um, your wife emma that to me is very much about uh, i think it's howard gardner talks about musical intelligence mm. um, and i don't necessarily think that there's limit to the types of intelligence but i think that for the purposes of being able to look at what creates wisdom being able to connect to those those very sort of fundamental and often discarded intelligences the gut the the emotional intelligence a lot of the people i've talked to have really valued that and have a lot of the often entrepreneurs talk about you know being able to use your intuition to mm. to guide how you do your business those themes have come through really strongly, which mm -hmm. I've really appreciated. And do you think that through, through those themes as well, do you, do you think that there may be some kind of like meta process that all human beings might be able to go through to tap into what leadership means to them? Or do you think, well, I mean, I've you know, these programs, sorry to interrupt, mm -hmm. but you know, these programs which talk about leadership and all you look on the a dime a dozen on the internet, mm -hmm. you know, um, that sort of talk about leadership and how you can turn it up and blogs and stuff like that around, you know, the three leadership attributes of, you know, whomever, uh, Elon Musk or something like that. And it's like, this is what makes a leader into 2017. What do you, what are your thoughts on that in terms of, having those silver bullets, etc. Well, I certainly don't believe in silver bullets when it comes to um, skill development and especially leadership. I think Mark LeBusk, he talks about um, acts of leadership. And um, I definitely think that there's a lot to be said for that. There's positional leadership uh, and then there's the leadership in each moment that, you know, we can make a choice that is an expression of leadership. So positional leadership is something, for example, like titular or a role-based leadership situation? Yeah, so you, uh, uh, it may be where you have a level of authority, like it might be um, you know, the leader of a business or it could be the leader of a, a company, or, or sorry, a, a leader of a, a country or community. Mm. Um, so those are what I would call um, positional leaderships. It could be elected, it could be beyond that. So yeah, but often especially in political leadership, there, there isn't what we would like to see as leadership behind that. It's not, it, there isn't as much follow through mm. um, because people are either don't have a human centric or sort of wisdom based approach to it, or they're very much caught up in the old school approaches to, to leadership. Such as leadership as a job rather than a way of being sort of thing. Is yeah. I mean, I think of it as a way of being, but I also think of it um, that, each of us can step into our own leadership and to engage in acts of leadership, whether it's in our work, in our businesses, in our lives. It could be family, it could be community. You know, so I just came from the Preston Free Market and I have a friend who has been part of creating that and I definitely see her leadership in bringing this community together and enabling me to, uh, you know, find new new people for my things. Like I don't mind giving my stuff away, but if I can see, you know, for example, we had a telescope in a box in the shed for been in that box for 
12 years I've been with my partner that long and I've never seen it outside of the box and so it was like needs to go to someone who's going to appreciate it Mm. and being able to see that the person who took it lives in a part of the city where you can really see the sky at night and she's in a an astronomy club and she was wearing this really cool onesie that had a like a skeleton onesie and so you know just that kind of connection like and so the act of leadership in creating this you know, free market. And as you say, you know, that uh, defies free market economics. (laughs) I was able to make that kind of connection and have that experience of honestly real joy in, in being able to, to, you know, give this very expensive piece of equipment away. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's little things like that. I think that, that create leadership and especially when it challenges the status quo, when it brings human beings together, when it advances humanity, to me, that's that's the leadership I want to amplify. Mm. That's a nice way to end the uh, end the podcast right there, as a summary. Do you want to talk about what's next, though? Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Tathra, what's next? <laughs> um, yeah, good question. <laughs> so, as I mentioned, I'm looking at ways, to, a different way to create new poppy in the future and have a um i guess a new direction for the podcast so that's going to potentially look at change of frequency and possibly putting it on whether it's patreon or something i'm I'm not sure Uh, perhaps by the time this is um this goes to air i will have made those decisions and that will be come out in the outro Mm. but i i want to do it in a way that's more manageable for me it may also be you know doing some work with an organization that sees the value of it and has me doing a, a day a week where, where that's what I do. And then there might be a bit of a sponsorship element at the end or something. I don't know. Mm. Lots of options. But I also really want to to hear what it is that, that people want. And so that's why I've done the, the listener survey. Mm. I'm really interested in things like the future and productivity and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know if that's what people are, are after, if that's one of the things they get out of this. Mm-hmm. One of the things that's really challenging is that I kind of do this in a sense in isolation. Like I do get great feedback and you were one of the very first people to give me some awesome feedback when this first started. But I feel like I want to get a, a real sense of what it is that, that people get out of this so that I can be guided by the listeners and have this be more listener oriented, I suppose. Yeah. And in many ways, I don't know what the future holds. And and that's okay. I'm quite happy with that kind of uncertainty. Mm. Um, but I do want to keep doing this. It's been so incredibly satisfying and giving me uh, a different kind of fuel that I just didn't anticipate. And it did, honestly, a discipline mm. that I didn't anticipate. It just feels like, like kind of like a new art form or a different... Like I love writing, but podcasting is such a different expression. Um, and especially when I get to highlight other people's voices, that really... Yeah, just there's a satisfaction in there. But I also... It's a mutual benefit, sort of. Yeah, yeah. And I, I also wonder if there's a little bit of, I don't know, of hiding. Like, people have said they want more of me, which is why when you suggested this, I thought, yeah, this would be really good for me to be able to say, this is what this is about for me. This is what I think. This is why I'm doing this and what I've learned from it. I feel like there probably were a few more things I could have said about that, but um, perhaps more of that down the track. I don't know. But, yeah. But, yeah. Maybe... Um, maybe- we could set up some kind of routine where you had your guests interviewing you in summary to be able to actually share these things regularly and still have, you know, um, still have people in the podcast interviewing you. I think that would be a fascinating thing as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's just one suggestion. Yeah, no, I like it. I think there's, yeah, there's lots of options and lots of 
possibilities to explore. And that's, you know, what this has done for me has really opened me up to a whole different range of ways of, of communicating, ways of advocating for a paradigm shift in leadership, supporting those who are Evidencing doing that change, mm, yeah. Absolutely. In all different avenues. Mm. It's so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note... We have done everything else. Just yes. checking. I should have checked. I had that <laughs> written down good. as well. It's a flyer. <laughs> Thank you, Tathra. And we look forward to hearing from you again in the next, well, who knows? Who week knows? or two. Who knows? Wonderful. Great. Thanks so much, Matt. I really have loved the opportunity to, to talk more about this. Thank you. It's been a pleasure again. <laughs> As you can tell, Matt and I had a bit of fun doing that. And it was great to have a chance to talk about the podcast from a different perspective. You know, when you talk to people about something and your whole body changes, your back straightens, you're focused, energized, excited. That's what happens when I talk about the podcast. And taking a break from it, though it was good and gave me some decent space from it, I miss talking about it to people. I was pretty focused on other stuff, like my new house and all the trials and tribulation of that whole arduous process. Honestly, most stressful week of my life just before we finally got to move in. And that's why there wasn't a podcast last week. That's a whole other story. But yeah, I missed it. I missed the conversations, the interviews, and the fuel it gave me. I'm looking forward to having that in my life again. Though in a different way with less pressure to release a podcast every week. I would certainly welcome that opportunity to do that with a sponsorship that enabled it, but I'm okay with how it is at the moment. And yeah, I was hoping to get a bunch of feedback from the listener survey, but I didn't, and that's okay. I really appreciate those who did take the time to do the survey, and I will be keeping it open for a bit longer, so you still have the chance to tell me what you think and the impact of Tall Poppy that I just can't see. Because I do want this to be more listener-oriented, and I can only do that if more of you share what's important to you. The podcast page, tathrastreet.com forward slash podcast, has a button right under the image profile that, that takes you right to the listener survey. And this and the last two episodes also have the links to the listener survey in the show notes. I'll talk about that more in a moment. But yes, if you're having trouble, I can send you a link if you email me at poppy at tathrastreet.com. There's lots that can be done here. I've loved doing this, and I'm excited to see the growth, given my very basic promotion. I'm starting to make a bit of a list in my mind about what could be done to improve it. Not just promotion, but things like creating an image for each episode instead of my logo being pulled in for the social media posts. Last episode, I used a photo that I took of the Keep Cup headquarters, and I will create one for this episode, but it's not something I've done in the past, and I'm not sure I'll do it regularly while it's self-funded. I'd love to pay a designer to do a unique image for each episode. I'd love to pay someone to clean up the episode guide and promote the podcast, or a producer to pull segments from the interviews and put them in the intros. It's endless, really. If you're in a position to put some funds towards this and want to talk about sponsorship, please contact me, poppy at tathrastreet.com. I'm just going to spell my, my name, T-A-T-H-R-A, last name street, as in road, S-T-R-E-E-T. So before I wind up, a couple of questions from Matt stood out for me that I think are worth reflecting on. Why people aren't pursuing the unquestioned answers. I'm going to repeat that. Why we aren't pursuing the unquestioned answers. And the other one does just that. What are the things I'm doing on my own terms? What are the things that I'm doing that others have told me? 
No judgment. Neither is good or bad. Neither is right or wrong. We all do both. Having a look at what these are can be really insightful. Someone told me to highlight existing voices instead of reinventing the wheel. Great advice. Glad I followed it. And that's fundamental to what tall poppy is and how it shows up in the world. So there's nothing wrong with doing what others have told us. We really rely on our external world and our environment to help reflect what it is that we believe is true. But yeah, a good question to to ponder. What are the things I'm doing on my own terms? And what are the things that I'm doing that others have told me? So for me, something I'm doing on my own terms, well, I'm changing to fortnightly episodes to make it more manageable for me, time-wise and financially, despite my concern that it'll have a negative impact on listenership. Hey, we passed 5,000 unique downloads and we have over 6,700 total downloads. So thanks to everyone who's been part of that. And if you've listened to two or more episodes, the listener survey really is for you. It's about making this podcast about what's important to you. Please take five minutes, do the listener survey. Every question is voluntary, so only answer the ones that are easy for you. Yes, I ask for your contact details. You don't have to fill that in if you don't want to. And at the very end, I ask about contribution via Patreon and the impact of sponsor messages and how they might change your desire to listen. This is stuff that's important to me. But if you don't want to answer, you don't have to. If you want to just focus on the topics that you like, do that. I just want a decent sample of responses so I can truly be guided by your desires. So thank you in advance for doing the listener survey. Okay, wrapping up. Tall Poppy is about a new paradigm of leadership. You are that. Listening to this indicates to me that you are as hungry for a different approach to leading people, business, and communities as I am. To find me on social media, search Tathra Street. I'll spell that for you. T-A-T-H-R-A-S-T-R-E-E-T. You can find me on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Twitter, and Instagram if you like pictures of flowers and my fur babies and my surrounds. Please send me a message if you want to connect. And let me know that you're a tall poppy listener, because I don't accept all the requests I get. Thanks to those who have connected with me. I've really enjoyed that. And thanks to those who have left reviews as well. It really does make a difference. More of that is welcome. Like, share, rate, review, it really does have an impact. Our next two episodes are with two incredibly powerful women with big visions, amazing stories, and insights for us all. Thanks for listening to Tall Poppy, where we look at leadership from a different angle, regardless of our role at work, in business, at home, and our communities. Thanks for listening. See you on the flip side. <laughs>